It's a little bit chilly this morning, but all is well here, and I hope all is well with you. I often think how some believers can, they just walk in the fruits of the Spirit. They walk in the fruits of righteousness. They see the benefits of walking in the kingdom. And then you have other believers who love God with all their heart and who want a good life and want to see the fruits of righteousness in their life and they want to see the fruits of living in the kingdom, but they don't. For some believers, it's like everything aligns and for others, it's like nothing aligns. (laughs) And then, of course, you have everything in between. But I often wonder about that. Why is that? Why does that happen? And... I believe I know the key to that. And quite simply, it's pursuit. It's the pursuit of it. Of course, faith plays into all of it because faith is how we inherit the promises of God. But if you have that faith, you'll have the pursuit because faith without works is dead, as James says. So there's a scripture in Luke that I have read many times, but it says in Luke eleven five, and Jesus said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you, that though he will not rise and give him because he is a friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now find it interesting that Jesus says, He will not rise because he is a friend. I was thinking about that. You know, I have several levels of friendships. Some friends, they're kind of like distant friends. I love them. I pray for them. I may talk to them once a month, every few weeks. We catch up. We think each other are cool. But it's like a distant friendship. And we don't really pull on the benefits of being friends with each other. But I have some friends I talk to nearly every day. They're my closest brothers and sisters. We pull on each other. We pull on the benefits of the friendship. If I need something, I call them. And they do what they can to help me. Matter of fact, they go out of their way to help me. When they call me, I'm on it. I'm praying for them. I'm in covenant with them. If I see them struggle, I'm getting in their business. I'm calling them out. When they have victories in their life, I'm rejoicing with them as if it's my own. Even to the point where when God gives them a word, their words become my words. It's almost as if God spoke that directly to me. That's how tight we are. That's how in covenant we are. That's how in oneness we are, as Jesus prayed. We pull on the benefits of each other's friendship. Now listen, 
We don't want a distant friendship. We want a covenant relationship, not just a simple friendship. We want a covenant relationship that is alive and active. It's moving. It's growing. That's the friendship he's talking about here. It's the kind of friend that's going to get up in the middle of the night because you've pulled on him. Because there's covenant there. Because it's not just simply a distant friendship. There's actually exchange going on. And that's what I see this scripture saying. He will not give them the loaves because he is a friend. He will because of his persistence. And I think in our language, persistence cuts it short from what it's really meaning. I think what it's really meaning is because of the pursuit, he will give them the loaves. Because he's pressing in, because he's pulling on the benefits of that friendship. It's not just a distant thing. Listen, I'm in covenant with you. He who asks, receives. He who seeks, will find. He who knocks, the door will be open. That's the next passage. If you're asking, you're pursuing. If you're seeking, you're pursuing. If you're knocking, you're pursuing. You're pulling on the benefits of the kingdom. You're asking God, how does this work? How does this come into play? God, why did this happen? Bring some enlightenment to me. Bring me some understanding. Father, I lack wisdom in this area. Teach me. Father, what does this scripture mean? Teach me this scripture. How does this work, Father? Teach me how this works. Lord, I'm lacking in this area. Why do I lack in this area? How can I come out of the lack in this area of my life? You see what I'm saying? Ask, seek, knock. I've come to be fully convinced that we can't walk in what we don't pursue. If we are really hungry for the things of God, if we are really hungry to see the life of God explode in our lives, Dude, we're going to pursue it with everything we have. With everything we have. And of course, like I said before, all the promises of God are inherited by faith. But what does faith look like? What does that even mean? Some people think it's just a belief. But what does James say? James says, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works. And I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and they tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. 
And he was called a friend of God. Oh, there's that friend thing again. You see, then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. If you have faith, you'll have the pursuit. If, you're, if you have faith, you'll seek it out. You'll ask questions. You'll start knocking. You'll pursue it with everything in you. I'm telling you, it's one thing to believe the promises of God. It's one thing to quote them. God, I thank you that all my needs are met. We could say those things. We can believe for them. But it's a whole nother realm to pursue after it, to go after it, to ask about it, to seek after it, and to knock. This has changed my life. I have a friend who puts it this way. He talks about start asking God specific questions. God, how are my needs met according to your riches and glory? God, what does that look like? God, show me examples. God, walk me through this. Father, I lack wisdom in this area. Give me wisdom concerning this. Father, thank you for the revelation. Now, show me how to apply it. How do I apply this in my life? Matter of fact, Father, I can't pay my bills this week. How do I apply this to this situation? If my needs are met according to your riches and glory, and I can't pay my bills this week, Father, enlighten me. Bring me insight into this situation. How do I navigate through this according to your promise? Be specific. Go after it. Ask, seek, and knock. And I'm telling you, it will change your world. It will change your life. It has mine, it has the friends around me, and it will yours. And I want to leave you with a paraphrased version of the Passion Translation of Luke 11, verses 9 and 10. I feel like this does a really good job of grasping what Jesus is saying and what he was trying to get across. It says, So it is with your prayers. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will discover. Knock on heaven's door and it will be open for you. Every persistent person will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs. And everyone who knocks persistently will find an open door. I don't want you to get this twisted. When it says persistent, again, it's more of a pursuit, not an annoyance. Not someone who just asks and asks and asks and asks and asks. No. It's not the kid in the back seat going, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? It, that's not what it's saying. It's the pursuit. It's the pursuit of it. It's more like the kid that is saying, Dad, show me how to ride this bike. But Dad, I fell. I fell down. Why did I fall down? Show me again. Dad, I'm not getting it. Help me out. The pursuit of it. It's to keep trying. It's to keep asking. It's the God keep showing me. 
It's the learning. It's the digging. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open for you. God bless you.